broadcasting live from the phx.fm studio in phoenix arizona it's time for valley business radio spotlighting the valley's best businesses and the people who lead them Hello and welcome to another edition of the Arizona 100 podcast. I'm Adrian McIntyre with phx.fm. I'm joined as always by Abby Fink, publisher of the Arizona 100. We're in our virtual home studios. Good to see you, Abby. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Yeah, this is getting to be kind of a nice little midweek break for us to have a little conversation and and just kind of step away from the the computer for a little bit, the daily stuff, and have a nice conversation. So This is our thing here. now. We used to meet in the recording studio to do this, and, and uh, since March, we've been doing them remotely. How's that going for you? I think it's going pretty good. You know, I, we're, we're, we're adjusting. We're doing what we need to do. There's, of course, the conversations are about in terms of what the governor's going to do here in the next few days about reopening. I suspect, uh, you know, there will be a gradual plan and how that will happen. There are certain, you know, additional essential workers that will find themselves uh, getting back to work a bit sooner. Uh, But I I think we're all ready. You know, now that Arizona has started to see its 100 degree days, it's it's a little soon for the summer. But um, now we're feeling a tad bit more cooped up, you know, as the air conditioners are on and we, you know, maybe not taking our mid-afternoon walk just to get outside. But uh, all things being equal, I'm doing okay. How about you? We're we're okay. Yeah, things are good. Uh, You know, my wife and I both had businesses that were dependent on in-person contact. And so there've been major changes in how we do things. Um, and, and, you know, and also having two young children um, who we unschooled, so they were at home all, most of the time anyway. But, you know, it, so a lot changed and also nothing changed, but everything changed. It's, it's, been, it's been bizarre. And certainly the topic on, on a lot of people's minds as I talk to folks and see what they're posting online is how and when and if things should begin to return to normal. And, of course, this is on my mind. Uh, and yours too. But I, I think it's important for us to chat a little bit about that because obviously beginning to return to normal and normal are two very different things and probably spread out by more time than people might realize. So what are you hearing in the business community uh, around you know this issue, how to return or begin to return, how to do it safely, how to follow the guidelines, et cetera, et cetera? What's, uh, what's on your mind? Sure. There's, and you know, it's interesting. There's a lot of things to consider. It, it is not just open the doors and bring your employees back and say, we're open. You also have to think about the, the, your customers and your consumers of your goods and services and your restaurants and your movie theaters and your hotels and whatever entertainment options and all sorts of things. It's just be, whether or not you are open is one decision to make. But what will you do to bring those customers back and feel safe about coming back? And what are you doing in your in your workplace to ensure that your employees are coming back to a safe workplace? You know, we we all left our workplaces maybe quicker than we had planned, but it was certainly easier to say, go home, take your computer, and we'll see you when we see you. 
but returning to the office is a very different thing. So I know for our business, you know, we, we are very fortunate in that we can do a lot of what we do remotely. And a lot of the clients that we work with are in similar circumstances, but many of them do have storefront type business options as well. So we're talking about what will it look like when we come back to the office? Will we have the ability to social distance correctly if we need to do that? Do we have uh, proper sanitation in the office? What will our cleaning service do and how are they getting the office ready to go? Will we have clients come back into the office? Will we visit our clients' offices? I can be sure that my office environment is safe, but can I be sure in the places that we will go visit have the same attention to the detail? So there's a lot that goes into that. And of course, we have to consider the personal space of each one that we're dealing with, right? You mentioned that you and your wife have businesses that revolve around the interaction. You have kids at home, right? Going back to work is different if you have kids that aren't going to a traditional school. You don't, and the daycares and the after-school programs aren't open. So can you go back? You know, do you have the ability to go back into the workplace? So there's a lot of unknowns still. And even, you know, even when the governor says, Arizona is, you know, back open for business. I think as business owners, there are still, con, you know, things for us to consider. And at much like this entire process, there are so many things we don't know and we don't know where to find all the answers. It's best best practices. It's a lot of engagement and a lot of conversations. I've been reading some very interesting articles um, specific to our industry but those industries that I also support with my clients. And it's it's fascinating about um, the attention to the details that people are paying in order to be successfully open and open in a way that there are, their employees are in a good spot and the customers and consumers, clients feel that they can return to a safe venue as well. Yeah, there's so many different overlapping issues that makes it difficult for even serious people who are paying attention to the details and trying to untangle some of these concerns, makes it difficult to get a clear sense of of what to do, when, in what order. I mean, we were on a call last week with Greg Barr and Patrick O'Grady from the Phoenix Business Journal kind of reviewing lots of different conversations in different industries. And, and I was fascinated to hear some of their uh, thoughts or re- reflecting back what they were hearing about how this may change the way offices and even commercial real estate itself is configured, the open plan, cubicle-based thing that kind of became so fashionable for a while may be going away as people need to reconvert to closed spaces and 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 try to manage space in a very different way workforces that have gone largely remote and now realize that they actually can do it that way may may be rethinking whether or not they even need to bring all those people back in and maybe downsizing from 10,000 square feet to 1,000 square feet is actually a viable option when nobody considered that possible before. Of course, the public health concerns are primary. We want everyone to be as safe and healthy as possible. And so thinking from the perspective of what's my what's my actions going to do in the community is one level of concern. But then there's that individual 
sense as well. Like, am I unnecessarily exposing my family if I change what I'm doing? I mean, it's not like this thing is going away just because we reopen. Right. So there's a lot to think about. And the other thing that that was interesting and, and you know, we we in our conversations here have been really focusing on and ha- always focus on Arizona, Arizona businesses, you know, what's happening in our community. There are a significant number of businesses outside of Arizona that do business here and that, that are here and do business elsewhere. So even if Arizona opens and that's fantastic and we get back to whatever normal is going to be, that doesn't mean that where you do your ultimate business is. And so, you know, we have to, you know, I know that the, the tourism industry in particular is really struggling with, they only survive when people visit and check into our hotels and rent our cars. And, but are they, you know, again, are they, is their state allowing them to travel and leave and do business outside? So, there will not know what's no. going to happen. And, you know, it is impossible for a, you know, a universal response. You know, we we all know the stay-at-home effort worldwide is working. We are watching the numbers change and shift. We haven't completely eliminated the impact of the virus, but we do know this works. But it only works when everybody follows that process. And we can't we can't have it be followed the same way, at least even in the United States, from one state to the next. It's all very dependent upon those communities and the norms in those communities. So it'll be, you know, I know personally where I'm looking at, you know, several of my trips that were planned, you know, a year and a half ago, I was planning to go on a vacation in July of this year. I'm not going. Um Events that I've bought tickets for are being canceled or rescheduled or indefinitely postponed. Even though it may be okay to go, the venue itself says maybe people are still a little sensitive to gathering with large crowds and and what do we do? So I'll say that it'll, you know, we'll all continue to monitor it. There are much smarter people than me that understand from the medical perspective and the the safety perspective and I follow those those guidelines and that advice and and you know as a small business owner we will do what we can to ensure that our team is safe when they return to the workplace and that we create an environment for our team and our employees our clients and such that you know when when we are all interacting and we're doing it in a smart and safe way yeah, and you know, it's just it's just a reminder that well, there is a tendency in some circles to treat this and everything else as part of this political game, uh, and there are a lot of people who seem to enjoy the my team versus your team, red on blue, blue on red, you know, sort of a thing. At, ultimately, there are a lot of really serious issues here that serious people need to think through. And it's just a reminder to keep in mind, what is our ultimate goal? I mean, the doomsday scenario of, you know, the walking dead, hospitals overflowing, like we've we've avoided that so far here in Arizona. And that's great. And in fact, we may avoid it altogether. That's fabulous. But there's a lot of unacceptable outcomes between you know, normal and that ultimate horror that we also want to avoid. So as we try to juggle it all and make, we got to make good business decisions. We've got to think in a larger economic terms, but we've also got to remember that human lives are special and we need to somehow make sure that we're keeping that in mind 
and and while we all have opinions, at the end of the day, we need to find the data that will help us make good decisions. Right. And I, you know, I don't think there's anyone out there that that wants this to continue indefinitely. I mean, whether you are a business owner, whether you are retired, whether you're a parent with a kid in school, I mean, even the little kids are, you know, they miss their friends and they want to go back to school and they don't understand why they can't. There's not a single person anywhere that says this needs to go on forever, but it needs to go on until we know it's safe for it not to. And in a way that that is effective and efficient to go back again, the 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 we don't just open up the doors, and everything be as it was, you know, March first or whenever the that you know the, that we started talking about the stay at home and such. But I'm I'm encouraged. I I think there are there again there are a lot of smart people paying attention to these things, and if we as as the business community are and and those that you know that we are the we are the economic driver for the state I and mean, we know we know we want these things to happen we want people to go back we want our we want people employed we want people doing these kind of things but we also don't want to see a return to this you know at any time because we weren't uh, we weren't 100% sure it was it was time. So, you know, I'm I'm eager to get back to the office. I miss my team. I, I mean, as much as we can do video chats and talk and see each other, I mean, that, that camaraderie that exists in the workplace, I know many, many people are missing that. And, uh, you know, I, I look forward to the chance to be back and have that interaction, but I want to do it when when I know it's a safe safe way to do it. And, you know, there's, what you're saying reminds me of um, someone that I studied with early in my own career was a historian of science and medicine who always uh, spoke about the 1918 pandemic as the 1918 to 1920 pandemic, because in reality, that was a significant period of time and there was a number of different phases and things. And so, you know, we, we tend in this country to have a, a, a unique combination of nostalgia and amnesia. <laughs> so we, we focus on some things and forget others. And um, I, I think the good news is we're all trying to do the right thing as best we can. Now, with regard to that, there are a number of initiatives happening now here in the state of Arizona, some that are focused on economic support, others that are focusing on testing. Uh, we're all looking, of course, to our leaders, the mayor the governor uh, for guidance on this what what's happening in that regard that folks need to know about sure so we as you know we are our last several issues of the Arizona 100 have really been an opportunity to share what is happening in our state regarding covid-19 and the impact that our businesses are going through and and who has stepped up to provide information and this week's issue is no different but there were three really interesting um stories that I wanted to, to bring forth in particular that are really, I think, in, in a direct response to what's happening and focusing specifically on, on um, our communities. So, you know, the Arizona Commerce Authority, which is our statewide entity that is really, you know, the, the voice of our business community, it is uh, a statewide organization and, and oftentimes is, you know, lobbying, lobbying for resources and other things that, that businesses in our community need. 
And and, and in regards to that, they have developed a, a business resource guide that's available on their website that goes through so many things about really what we've been talking about is how to get back into the workplace, how to be safe about what you're doing, and how to be sure that you have all the access to resources that you need. And then we have the Arizona Department of Health Services, uh, which is our statewide entity agency, a governmental agency that is responsible for overseeing programming having to do with the health and safety of our community. And they are launching this weekend, Saturday, May 2nd, for three consecutive Saturdays, what they're calling the Arizona Testing Blitz. And you need to go onto their website at adhs.gov, adhs.gov, to find the locations. But statewide, for three consecutive Saturdays, they are going to do drive-up, drive-through testing to get our community, as many people as possible in that short amount of time, tested. And um, a, a real, I think, in, a comprehensive effort to try to get as many people tested. We know that's the only way to know if we have it, if we are carrying it, if we're even if we're asymptomatic, we may be sharing the um, the virus. And so, uh, ADHS with some other partners are bringing this to the to the forefront. Also, out of the Department of Health is the. Um, interactive zip code map. Now, this is a little frightening, but you can, by zip code, find out what is happening in your community by the um, the numbers in terms of what have been reported if you've had positive cases in your community. I think it's per- it is to prepare you for and, and give you even more reason to be smart about your outside behavior, your social distancing behavior and such. Um, and it's meant just to keep the community safe, right? To know what's happening in your community. And that's out of the Arizona Department of Health Services. And then finally, um, our um, organization called Local First Arizona. And Local First Arizona is just that. They are an organization that is all about supporting local businesses and the impact that local business have on the state of Arizona and really, sadly, the ones that are being most impacted by a lot of the closures and such that have been happening over the last several weeks. So they just launched a program called Buy Now, Visit Later. And its intent is for businesses like um, massage therapists, hair salons, restaurants, bookstores, things that right now are not on the essential list, but will once again become part of our daily routines, that you can keep these businesses a- afloat by purchasing gift certificates now. The business then will uh, get the revenue while they're here now. And then you can use that certificate once the restaurant the massage therapist, whatever the the venue, the retail venue is in the future. A great, great resource, right? And it allows us to continue to support small business without having to, um, with, without the ability to actually physically uh, visit the restaurant or, or retail location. So that's on Local First Arizona statewide. Those vouchers are available. And I just thought these three programs or these three organizations are doing some amazing things and all with the idea of helping us be smarter about what the uh, COVID-19 is. 
A few other stories in the issue um, as well, not all of them related to COVID. There are some nonprofits that are doing great work uh, that we talk about in there and some other resources that are available. So visit the website at thearizona100.com. You are welcome to subscribe. The issues come out. Um, they will go back to our regular distribution, which are uh, the second and fourth Thursday of each month. 15 stories, 100 words, no more, no less uh, at thearizona100.com. Well, it's a, it's a reminder that there are so many resources available that touch on so many aspects of our lives. So whether it's the, the testing initiative, the Arizona Commerce Authority's Guide for Business Owners, and of course, Local First Arizona leading the way in supporting the small businesses, the micro businesses, the mom and pop shops, the brick and mortars, the folks who really are the backbone of our economy. It's so encouraging to hear the way folks are coming together to provide information, resources, and of course, all important support uh, for everyone through this time. Abby Fink, publisher of the Arizona 100, thanks so much for joining us. Happy to be here. For all of us here at phx.fm, I'm Adrian McIntyre. We'll see you next time on the Arizona 100 podcast. <laughs>